everyone and welcome to the bedpost podcast i of course i'm your host aaron pym and what i like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have in-depth conversations about sex and sexuality so today i'm very excited to have another fellow sonar network podcaster over on the mic this is also (laughs) someone that was featured in my bedpost product reviews which will be released very soon super exciting please welcome to the mic one of the co-hosts of nostalgique (laughs) i actually actually love the name of that podcast Abba Imaquando. Hi, Abba. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm so great. I'm so happy to be speaking with you. Oh, me too. Yay. You had yeah. a good day. You said pre, pre-podcast, you said you had a lot of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying this new thing where I'm trying to be an adult and take care of myself. <laughs> How's so that going? I started off the, oh, it's going well. I started off the mor- morning with some fruit. Great. So yeah. <laughs> What's all good. what all what else is included in this being an adult thing? So fruit, number one. Yes. Fruit, going to bed on time is uh-huh. another thing. And like just actually exercising and doing the things that I need to do throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just being on top of your shit. <laughs> exactly. Because you know when you're younger, like your parents are around, your teachers are around to tell you to do that shit. Yeah. You have to take it into your own hands as you get older. So, yeah. Totally. Yeah. For me, I like this shows where I am at in my life process. Mm. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I worked out yesterday and then mm. like nothing happened during the workout. I was mm-hmm. body was feeling fine. But like an hour after Mm. My fucking foot started killing me. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> yes, I always get that. Why didn't I know? Like when it happened, uh... <laughs> I feel like I feel like foot injuries or like foot spasms, like after a workout, they're so common. The older you get, because I never used to get them, oh, but now every once in a while at night, I'll get like a foot spasm if I exercise a lot in the daytime. Ooh, know what I yeah. get at night? Um, mm. I think it's like built. Somebody told me this. This is not something mm. I determined. It. I, I think it's built up lactic acid, like in your mm. calves and leg muscles. Okay. Um, and it feels kind of like restless legs. Like oh, I don't know if you've ever had restless legs. Yeah, <gasps> not really. But like, is it kind of like that spasmy, like kind of like yeah. twitchy feeling? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you want to move, you want to keep moving them, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's something from working out that's great. (laughs) (laughs) It really just is like a double-edged sword. (laughs) I'm trying to like stretch more. So now I'm like doing more stretching after I work out. But then I still fucking hurt my foot somehow. (laughs) I'm like limping around this morning. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I I don't know what it is either. Like, I I think, you know what? You really need to, like, get into your muscles after you exercise. Like, you really need to, like, massage it out. But I can never (sighs) 
do that. I could, I, I don't know, touching like my muscles to like massage them is really weird to me for some reason. I don't have the patience, first of all. Yeah. And then, yeah, self massage. It's like, well, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. am I doing here? What are yeah. we doing here? It kind of hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm like, I can, I don't know. It's not the same. Anywho. Ava, no. <laughs> tell me about your podcast. Because you are like not new, new, but like you're mm. kind of new-ish to the network. Yeah. So yeah. tell the people who like don't know about your podcast, Nostalgic. Mm-hmm. What are, who's involved and what are we doing? <laughs> of course. So, um, yeah, we're pretty new to the network. Um, and we're kind of new as a podcast too. We've, I, I feel like as, as far as podcast goes, like, uh, you know, one year doing a podcast isn't really a lot of time. Like if, especially if you're doing like one episode, um, per week, Mm-hmm. Um, it, I feel like the first year is kind of like practice. So we're a year in and we've been a part of the Sonar Network for about like, I'd say like five, four months now, probably yeah, yeah, closer yeah. to That's five. Yeah. Say. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're pretty new. And the podcast is a pop culture podcast where we talk to our favorite people in Toronto. They're usually comedians, um, but we're branching out this year. We talk to them about um, their, their, their fave uh, pop stars, uh, specifically like musicians that they're nostalgic for or they've kind of always like been huge fans of yeah. in their youth. Um, yeah, and we kind of just go on tangents about that um, for like an hour <laughs> and ramble a lot. Yeah, and it's I hosted along with Ben Sosa Wright, who's also a Toronto comedian, and Aiden Lachlan, who's also a, a Toronto comedian and producer. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So if you go back through the Bed Post podcast archives, you will find mm-hmm. Ben Sosa right. <laughs> He's yes. an absolute maniac. I, he is. I'm obsessed with him. He's just such a wonderful, creative, like, mm-hmm. creature. Ball of light. Like, a lot of the oh. things he says, I'm like, no one has ever thought that before. <laughs> no one has ever said that ever in the history yeah. of, of speech. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you've been doing, um, like, some of the live streams, like, on Bad Dog mm-hmm. TV, mm-hmm. Um, which I've watched a few of yours. Like, mm-hmm. I loved... Um, hearing aj talk about fiona apple yes oh my god they are they are smart as hell i was i was like smart i wanted jonas on my podcast just to talk about like you could talk about fiona Mm. apple on my podcast (laughs) right like very very smart oh they're just so smart i was like Mm -hmm. i just want to hear you talk more i was really quite invested in that episode (laughs) yes 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 i'm i'm just invested in aj as like a whole a like they're yep. just such a great they're so intelligent they have really great takes and they're a really good comedian like yeah funny we continue too. to stand yeah very funny very funny yes yeah. we stand a jonas yes. uh, <laughs> and um you are obviously a a comedian as well yes yes, yes. so it ends up being very funny discourse um <laughs> ben is just ridiculous um you always yeah. have great guests yeah, um, yeah. Do you have a favorite artist that you've talked about? Like, what is one that you particularly have felt mm. had the most passionate like opinions on? <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely, definitely Fiona Apple. Oh yeah. Because, oh, definitely Fiona <laughs> Apple. I've, I mean, we've done Beyonce, and Beyonce, like, I'm the biggest fan. But you know, that episode was kind of just like me and Ben talking about everything but Beyonce. But 
<laughs> with the Fiona Apple episode because we she gave us that phenomenal album Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Yeah, this like year recently. Yeah. Like I feel yeah. like you did the episode very close to that release, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty yeah. close to the release. So after it came out, like Adonis and I were uh, like constantly messaging each other memes about the album, just con- like just constantly talking about the themes and like what certain songs represent and just Fiona Apple as a person. And so I felt like I had a lot of information to go off of yeah. doing that live episode, but also like we just feel so passionate about her because, you know, she's a sister sign of mine. She's a Virgo. She's also a fellow Virgo. <laughs> so I feel like I understand her thought process in her music, I think is very, um, it's very uh, definitive. It's like very much like a Virgo in song. You know, her her songs yeah. are very wonky and weird. And I really, really like the way she produces. And yeah, she's very honest about her work. So age and, and honestly is really good at um, being able to clue in on things like that. And yeah. uh, they love doing research. So it was a very fruitful episode. Oh, well done. Well done. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> what was your like impetus? to start the podcast like are, are you someone that like hangs mm. on to certain artists obsess over certain artists you stand certain artists oh my god yeah so uh, when I was younger oh my gosh Aaron you don't even understand I used to I used to have like a, <laughs> a tumblr that was just specifically dedicated to my favorite bands and it was pretty popular like I had I had a lot of followers and I just talked about my favorite music because music was very it was like um, a means to escape for me like growing up in Brampton and there wasn't really a lot to do in that suburb. So I just listened to a lot of music and like listened to a lot of like, or read a lot of blogs, um, kind of dreaming about day, like a day where I'd be old enough to live on my own and just go and see my own, like the shows that I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. So I latched on to artists, I think, as a way to, um, yeah, to escape and just like live vicariously through them. But also I really like singing and I never pursued it professionally, but um, it is like my favorite way to um, express myself outside of like writing and comedy. So I really, really enjoyed um, growing up. I really enjoyed um, figuring out the entire life and like lifestyle of my favorite bands like The Strokes and MGMT. And like, and I got into a lot of older artists like Aretha Franklin yeah. and, um, you know, like Tina Turner um, classics like Patti LaBelle, like women like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, not pursue it professionally, but also kind of do it professionally because I did see you do a musical sketch <laughs> on the television. <laughs> I I will from time to time do a musical sketch. I think the one <laughs> the one you're referring to I did for <laughs> 22 minutes um, yeah. recently, and that was honestly I didn't think I'd get the opportunity. But sh- shout out to Aisha Aisha Brown who was very adamant about me singing a song. So nice, um, nice. I owe it to her truly. Yes. Expressing your like just pandemic mm-hmm. <laughs> predicament. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, okay. Watch me try to do some sort of segue here. Okay, um, nice. <laughs> just watch. Just look at me go. Um, okay. So you're like a young person, you know, in a smallish town mm-hmm. dreaming of like big city life, you know, mm-hmm. where you can see <laughs> concerts and blare your music and, mm-hmm. and not have your parents banging on your door. Yeah. Did you ever, like, look up to any of these artists, like, as, um, did, uh, okay, here it is. Got it. <laughs> yes. See how I vamped for a bit <laughs> until I kind of found it. Okay. Yeah, I admire it. 
<laughs> it's really good. Really good. <laughs> Listen, I am the worst at segways. I'm the Kool-Aid man of segways. I just like bolt through a wall. Like I don't even try and make it sound nice. So I applaud you. <laughs> I like that visual a lot. Um, I was going to say, did do you think any of these artists that you kind of look up to influenced mm-hmm. your like sexual awakening? Oh, absolutely. I think that I think that they influenced my sexual awakening in a way that was different from all the other media that I was taking in because I was also just like watching like, you know, those teen shows, but a lot of like uh, a lot of content that kind of had really kind of like BDSM undertones to it. Like for example, Twilight was very popular at the time. And obviously my little grade, like eight, 13 year old mind could not fathom how BDSM (laughs) could be affiliated with like my favorite Mormon (laughs) vampire (laughs) series. But in a way it kind of did suggest a lot of things to me that I latched onto sexually. Um, But then the artists that I listened to were kind of the opposite of that, where they made me, uh, not to be corny, but like believe in a very romantic love. And like, um, I was, I think I was very much um, a person that like, I'm still a person who likes to yearn for like, um, that like, yeah, that, you know, that white picket fence kind of love. Like, that's what I was really into from the artists that I listened to. Um, Yeah, yeah, they definitely influenced that. (laughs) And how did that work out for you? Well, I mean, I'm still yearning, so it didn't work yeah. out pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it taught me not to works. settle. Yeah, yeah, I think it's in the works. It taught me not to settle, and it taught me to be more introspective about myself. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, like, ever look at any of these, like, powerful female artists, and you were like, did you see them as, like, ever owning their sexually, sexuality, like, being powerful sexually? Oh, Anything absolutely. like that that you kind of aspired to or looked up to? Absolutely. I feel like I grew up in a time that was just really like, I I think everybody was trying to commodify girl power Mm. at the time when I was growing up, like when I, in the early 2000s, when I was about like five or six, we had like the Spice Girls and Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was like, I I was always looking up to women like that because they're just so like sexy and just out there with her sexuality but I really latched on to Beyonce yeah. because she kind of had this she has this vibe where she's like yes I'm sexy yes I'm hot yes you want me but you can't have this yeah, <laughs> there's clean, something like, yes clean like very pedestal yeah yeah something kind of dom about it almost in the back of my mind where I'd I'd watch her like working and just like dancing you know really working the stage and be like She's trying, she's enticing you, um, but ultimately you're not going to get it. Like you have to beg for it. And I always thought that was really hot. Um, Yeah. Ultimately like untouchable. Untouchable. We are unworthy. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I think I might've internalized a bit of that. (laughs) Yeah. Like we feel just lucky to be in your aura. Yeah. You know, Like, like, no, she's definitely that. And I think on the other hand of it, too, like, it's weird because it, it's just this process, this ongoing process of, like, finding, like, these women to look up to, like, Cardi B and Meg Stallion. like, mm. oh, my God, I'm so obsessed with those two and Nicki Minaj where they're just hypersexual and there's something very queer about it. Oh. Um, okay, you know, I love this, yeah. actually, because I don't think I've actually talked about 
on the podcast to anyone mm-hmm. about WAP. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. I think I think it, I wish it came out when I was younger yeah. because I definitely would have experimented more. I would have been inclined to be more of a hoe because <laughs> I just <laughs> I really love it as an anthem and just yeah. like women being like, "Yes, my pussy is good as fuck." <laughs> Yeah, like, it is you'd be gold, so lucky, you know, liquid yeah. gold coming out of this thing. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I really, really enjoyed that, and um, yeah, like the yeah. empowerment of like, like of you know, vulva and vagina mm-hmm. owners. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of usually in media and like in our culture, it's like mm-hmm. a lot of shame that's usually informing yeah. up, uh, us how we feel about our vulva mm-hmm. or, or vagina. So mm-hmm. like to have something like that for young mm-hmm. people, I, I just imagine, like you said, I wish yeah. I had something like that when I was younger, because I can just imagine imagine the impact mm-hmm. uh, as to people's like body dysphoria, body, yeah. uh, body issues, you know, body positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, would just mm-hmm. be like I want to talk to some of these young girls in like ten years yeah. and yeah. and see how that affected them when they think back, like on their way to accepting yes. their their bodies. You know? Yes, absolutely. And I feel like there's very much this culture that's constantly surrounding black women of like forcing us to have to be like. Um, to be like, you know, just respectable. And there's always respectability politics that we have to consider or keep in mind when we're doing things. So Mm -hmm. for like Cardi B and like Meg Thee Stallion to just be so open and bold about it is so sexy and just so, uh, I don't wanna, I hate using the word brave to describe these two women, but like, it's brave. It's like, it's a big fuck you to everybody who expects them to act a certain way you know yeah i'm curious why do you shy away from the word brave when describing this scenario i feel like people i don't know i feel like for me personally when i'm i i think bravery is always affiliated particularly with black women with like things that we kind of are just um in in like that were just the things that are forced on us Mm -hmm. um like for example i think hypersexuality like sexualizing black women exactly like we're brave for sexualizing ourselves and it's like no that's just a thing that i want to do you know what i mean like for me like for example this summer i went paddle boarding for the first time i think that's brave I'm terrified of water. <laughs> that is, that <laughs> you know? is brave. Yeah, body I think water. Body, huge body of water. What's I, in I'm the not water? <laughs> exactly. Lake Ontario is disgusting. I'm a bad oh, swimmer. <laughs> like, Garbage. I, I was like, I'm gonna grow five extra arms after swimming in this Toxic. water. <laughs> like that was brave for me to be in the water, <laughs> but to be sexy and to own one's sexuality, I don't think that's brave. I think that's a right, and I think mm-hmm. it should be normalized for those rights to be taken you know what i mean yeah and just normalize yeah. that like fucking women can do whatever the fuck they yeah. want like stay out of their fucking business yes. like stop exactly. the discourse on mm-hmm. you know whether or not it's feminist or mm-hmm. whether or not mm-hmm. it's like through the male gaze or whether exactly it's, it's like it's like you know women like let us be just uh, yeah, leave us a fuck alone yeah like. yeah 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 and as if there aren't as if there aren't so many like different women and that you can just look up to nowadays. Like if you're not, if if Meg the Stallion and if Cardi B are not your cup of tea, you can yeah. look up to AOC. You can look up to like mm-hmm. any other woman politician. You can look up to Michelle Obama. But let us have Cardi B and Meg. You know. 
Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's interesting, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, wh- like people can be role models in all sorts of ways. Yeah, and people can yeah. take what they want from mm-hmm. certain role models and internalize it and t- interpret it for, yes. for how they want, right? So who's to say who is, you know, a role model and who is not? Mm-hmm. Or who is, like, an appropriate or positive yeah. role model and who is not? Because, you know what, we're dynamic human beings. Yeah. Um, and, like... Ugh, like fucking look at you if you're complaining about you know mm-hmm. whether this song should be listened to by young people like mm-hmm. okay well who are you to be a mother or a yeah. you know a, a job where you have any sort of authority mm-hmm. over youngish people who may or may not be looking up to you for like come yeah, on yeah like, yeah you know what i mean like you yeah, gotta give yeah. people a bit of a, a bit give of a break give them a chance yeah. give them a chance and it's like creative yeah. expression is another mm-hmm. thing too it's like Okay, you can create mm-hmm. art and you, like, it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that you're fit to run a fucking country. Or, like, who exactly. cares? You're creating exactly. art because you're an artist. Exactly. End of story. Enjoy the art or don't. Exactly. Enjoy the art or don't. I like that. Yeah. Keep scrolling. Yeah. If, <laughs> if it's not your bag, you know? Exactly that. So, okay, so this is kind of interesting because I don't think I've ever really talked to you mm-hmm. about, like, other than doing this review with you mm-hmm. where we reviewed mm-hmm. a kink item, which is a yeah. crop. Yeah. Um, you talking about, like, you got this kind of, like, dommy energy from Beyonce that you really appreciated, mm-hmm. right? So, okay, is, like, kink a part of your life? And you know what? Not really. I think I think this is what it is. It's yeah. not in a part of my life practically. Like I haven't like practiced kink mm-hmm. ever really with any partners. But um, it is something that like I've enjoyed watching in the past or like it's something that like yeah. I've always been interested by. Like I'm always interested in like reading about and not just like the acts of kink, but like the culture of kink. Like the psychology um, of like the psychology of mm. it. I think that stuff is really interesting and just like getting to the bottom of like um how to do it and why people like doing it and like what the communities are like because there's something it's always been penned as like deviant and I yes. and anything that's not, you know, actively cis heteronormative is immediately deviant and I think that's kind of what's like enthralling about it but the reason I haven't participated in it necessarily is I think it's like a big trust thing and I think that most of the partners that I've had it's like obviously I trust them enough to like engage in like sexual acts with them but not enough to like I think engaging in kink is like very much as much as it is like fun and kind of like a bit naughty um, it's a huge act of trust yeah, and vulnerable. I feel like it's hugely, like hugely vulnerable and I'd only participate in it if I were, uh, um, very serious with somebody. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. So like kink positive, kink curious, mm-hmm. clearly you're sex positive. Um, oh yeah. But you know, none of those things means that you need to mm. be in any way practicing for your like curiosities to be valid mm-hmm. or your like support of like people who do kink you know yeah, in consensual yeah. adult contexts like mm-hmm. that that you're cool with that i love to hear that mm-hmm. that like from people who aren't necessarily a part of the kink community that that you're like oh yeah i see what you're doing over there and it's interesting and i see the value in it and mm-hmm. you know good for you for doing it and i'm gonna support yeah. your 
your rights to be able to express yourself, you know, however mm-hmm. you want. It's really interesting, like, and it's it's so funny and like how people portray kinks in things that aren't like porn or things that aren't sexual versus how they are on like if you're like watching a video or something. Because I was watching this show, The Sinner. Um, with Jessica Beale, and mm-hmm. it's basically about like this detective who's like looking up these like murders, missing people, stuff like that. And the dark secret about him is that he likes he goes to a dom every now and again. He likes and they feet. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's like he's a yeah. disgusting loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the the undertone of those scenes where he's going to um the the person that he like practices his kink with. It's like this is bad. Like he's broken he's naughty and it's so weird because when i'm watching like porn that's like yeah it's toxic when i'm watching porn that's depicting kink it's like fun and then afterwards the performers are like yeah i really always wanted to try that my dreams came true today (laughs) you know what i mean thank you for like facilitating that experience for me like it was new interesting and like we shared this together like all of the stuff you would say about any other type of like sexual or intimate Uh, experience yeah yeah exactly let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors shall we first of all oasis aqua lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in toronto at 231 mutual street oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play check them out at their website oasisaqualounge.com Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. When you're consuming media like that, that's mm-hmm, showing mm-hmm. like a rep, it's resemp- it's representing kink mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. a way that isn't authentic. How mm. do you, as a viewer who mm. is not part of the kink community, recognize that? Mm. It's really interesting. Like, I mean, the authenticity thing is like sometimes it's glaringly obvious. It mm-hmm. obviously depends like where you're you're like viewing this from. But most of the things that I view have been like amateur or by like um, independent um, producers of like kink porn. Um, And if it's ever been like a thing where like I've watched it on like a free service or whatever, I'm like, like three minutes and I'm like, no, thanks. Like (laughs) there just isn't (laughs) there just isn't enough nuance. Mm. And I'm like, even though this was created in a professional setting, I'm like. 
I'm still like worried for this person's safety. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's something about it where sometimes I'm watching and I'm like, this isn't authentic because I can tell that it's made for like the male gaze. Mm. Um, so and you're it, very aware of that when you're consuming media. Yeah. You're like, I think, what's the yeah. angle here? <laughs> I think it's like, it's a bit too, it's too glaringly obvious for me at times. And it really does take away from the experience. That's why I try as much to like find people who are kind of doing it on their own and like doing it safely. That's great. Yeah. Buy yeah. porn right from the people who yeah. are starring yeah. in it. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that so much. Yeah. That's so interesting. Like I find myself, um, maybe I'm like a gullible person, but like say <laughs> I'm sitting and watching like, this is like a general example. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking mm-hmm. of a particular movie, but like Matt, mm-hmm. like my husband and I will be mm-hmm. watching a documentary um, mm-hmm. together and I won't pick up on the fact that, you know, who's producing this documentary and mm-hmm. what do they want you, you know, how are they warping mm-hmm. the facts or the storyline mm-hmm. to serve whatever purpose this mm-hmm. doc is, you know, intended for, right? Mm-hmm. To show mm-hmm. the this kind of skewed version mm-hmm. of the truth, right? Matt picks mm-hmm. up on that shit so quickly. Interesting. And I don't. I'm just like, that's oh my really God, I didn't know it was like that. <laughs> oh my God. Like, that's how it is for those people. You Whoa. know what? That's so interesting. Well, and I don't Matt blame is you. so quick. <laughs> come on. He's like, come on. That's not like, you know, who shot He's, it? Blah, yeah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah. He's like, they're selling us on fossil fuels. You're like, totally, what? yeah. Like, they're se- what? That's totally true. Like, what opinion? Yeah. What are they selling us? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's so interesting because actually, a few years ago, it's interesting that you mentioned that. A few years ago, I um I watched a documentary about porn on um Netflix. I was mm-hmm. in a women and gender studies class, and I was really interested about how porn was was made and if it's ethical or not. And I was watching this documentary that was talking about it was making the case for um no condoms um um, in scenes and the way i was raised i was like that was always the thing it's like no condoms in scenes like performers are like they should be as safe as possible things like that and the documentary the way that they were making the case was like the facts that they were producing i was like oh this is clearly from the angle of like a man who is obsessed with porn and not in an ethical way like the points that they were bringing up i was like now these aren't actually valid points and none of these are factual like a a lot of the performers that they interviewed also it was like they just gave us this wonky skewed idea of what it is to be a performer and why people perform like the women that they interviewed were women who had been treated poorly in the industry um and who were kind of like um you know like they stopped doing porn because they just didn't feel comfortable or happy anymore. Um, and so the cases that they were making, uh, I was like, well, this is made by someone who a only watches porn from male gaze and in a way is only supporting things that he likes in the porn industry and kind of disregarding everything else. So yeah, yeah it was really weird. Yeah. I remember that happening a little bit with, there was a documentary called hot girls wanted. Mm-hmm. That was a little controversial in that mm-hmm. way. Because it was kind of showing that it was showing that sex workers were by and large exploit being exploited, exploited. Yeah. You know, um, Mm -hmm. and essentially what they were showing in the doc was like Mm -hmm. 
super new, like a very specific part of the sex mm-hmm. worker population, like real newbies mm-hmm. that, um, you know, there is essentially like a predator pimp like mm-hmm. figure mm-hmm. who like move them all into a house and Mm -hmm. like he uh, basically had say over what they did and when Mm -hmm. and and whatever and they lived there rent free you know as long as Mm -hmm. like they were employed by him or whatever and it was like this really Mm -hmm. toxic very specific situation that like Mm -hmm. doesn't resemble what you know most people entering the sex worker industry look like at all not let alone people who have been in it forever Mm -hmm. or even a year down the road who have learned you know a Mm -hmm. gazillion Mm -hmm. things since then Mm -hmm. but I remember yeah just watching that and it made me sick to my stomach like the angle Mm -hmm. like like the narrative that they were portraying through that film Mm. was so like they had an agenda yeah yeah yeah. and the agenda was to make me as a viewer feel very fucking unsettled yeah yeah um yeah about it you know what i mean yeah 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 it's always weird when things like that lack nuance because i don't know like i remember being on tumblr in high school and like following a lot of sex workers who were like who gave out tips on how to like be safe if you're starting out as a sex worker and like you know safety was always at the forefront but yeah. they, you never for a second thought that their agency was being taken away or that they were being taken advantage of because they had a hold on their business they had a hold on like their careers and i think that's an aspect of sex work that needs to be shown too because otherwise it just makes it seem as though anyone who is doing sex work is uh, like a victim you know yeah and yeah. I mean, that doesn't serve, yeah, that doesn't serve any of us, basically. Yeah. Like, even as, as viewers, mm-hmm, you're, not, you're mm-hmm. not able to um, consume the media and feel yeah. good about it. In like, the, lots of other problems with that scenario, mm-hmm, obviously, mm-hmm, but, like, mm-hmm. just creating a lot of stigma for sex workers, consensual yeah. adult sex workers, but... Exactly. Like... It's, it's yeah. very interesting. There was actually a big thing on Twitter last night with my friend mm. who's a sex and disability uh, speaker, public speaker advocate. Oh, nice. And he, he actually is a performer, um, mm. an adult performer as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, has CP, he has CP, so he speaks mostly about like his, his personal disabled experience like on his Twitter. Okay. Has a shit ton mm-hmm. of followers. Um, mm. And he he's talked about sex work like now and again he talks about this i don't know why people Mm. were so fucking surprised about this but Mm. yesterday afternoon he just did a tweet that Mm. said essentially i'm so thankful for the sex workers that i've had the pleasure to work with they Mm -hmm. quite frankly have changed my life like they've given Mm. me access to sex Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um when i didn't have access to mm, it mm-hmm. and that's so important and i'm so, so thankful beautiful. so such mm-hmm. a beautiful sentiment yeah, right yeah yeah and man those like swerfs like sex yeah. worker exclusionary uh yeah feminist radical feminist mm-hmm. um oh man they went absolutely nuts on andrew it's disgusting it's so disgusting i hate that i hate that so much I remember when I was younger listening to this radio show and this is before I knew anything about sex work or like sexuality really and somebody was talking about how he thought um, sex workers should be outlawed and like all women who work in sex work like are victims and um, the other guy that was talking to him on the show was like well you know like I have a friend who's in who uses a wheelchair and he um, he has accessibility needs and you know, he lost his virginity um, with 
a sex worker and it was the one one of the best experiences of his life and he was so happy to have been given that opportunity because he doesn't think he would have had it otherwise and there's something like very actualizing about being able to engage in sex where you know like you're you don't have you don't you like you're you're not playing a game. You're not afraid of what's going to happen because it's this person's job, you know, to, to facilitate, allow, yeah, like to facilitate a pleasurable, positive experience yeah. for you sexually. So. Yeah, and everyone deserves that. So I think that yeah. idea that raising is so toxic and so evil, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think in one of the things they were kind of saying, well, was it, mm. because then he went on to tweet more about it because people were just mm-hmm. jumping down his fucking throat. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I don't think it's like, because they're like, okay, so essentially the consent thing. They're like, well, they mm. were paying, you're paying them to fuck you so it couldn't be consensual. What? Um, yeah. Oh, like all no. sex work is non-consensual apparently no, according no, no, to the swerfs. No, no. Um, That's so disrespectful. And then they like backed him to into a thing because he's like, I, mm-hmm. I think everyone should have access to sex mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. if they want it. And they're like, sex isn't your right. So you have the right to just, you know, no, like no. do a non-consexual act on somebody like it's not your right. And he's like, mm-hmm. first of all, I, I just said, I think we should all have access to sexual pleasure, mm-hmm. consensual sexual acts mm-hmm. if we want them. Like, mm-hmm, <laughs> like right. It's such it, a innocent statement it is such an innocent kind statement you know like what's really weird to me with people who are like no engaging in sex work is bad it's like i'm sure these people have watched porn before oh i'm you know i'm sure they've watched porn i'm sure they go and they watch they go on Pornhub and And they they go on yeah they they didn't pay pay for for it. it they didn't pay for it but they're gonna jump down his throat it's so mean too because it's like I mean, I, I I was watching this Netflix show. I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, but it follows this character who's disabled and he's gay and he's looking for his first like sexual experience. So he hires um, a sex worker and oh, the experience. I know the show you're talking about. Yeah. Special, I think it's called. Special. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. The experience that they depicted. I mean, I, I can't remember the entirety of it, but it was like this very like sweet, awkward moment with. You know, like obviously a stranger that he didn't know. And yet like there was just this very caring and like safe energy mm-hmm. that was depicted. And I think it's one of the first times I've we ever seen more of something that. like that. I more agree. of that, We right? need more of that, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. More of like tender mm-hmm. uh, representations of like mm-hmm. the types of relationships clients have with their their yes. doms or their sex worker or whatever. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Just Because it's actually very wholesome. Like even kink, doing mm-hmm. kink work. Honestly, mm-hmm. the root of it is, like, super wholesome. Like, mm. you know, yeah, like, some of the acts, you know, could involve, like, humiliation or, yeah, like, yeah. you know, being spanked or hit or blah, blah, yeah, blah, like, yeah. stuff like that. It's, like, but at the root of it, mm-hmm. it's very wholesome intentions because it's, like, yeah. I have a client who I genuinely care about. I see mm-hmm. them every couple of weeks or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. We have a generally lovely working professional relationship together. I Aww. genuinely care about this person. They care mm-hmm. about me. They like, we enjoy each other's company Aww. and I'm doing, I'm facilitating this experience for them. Yeah. 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 It's really important. Yeah. And it's yeah. like any other type of customer service, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, 
you're you're going to get the service and you're going to get it from somebody that you like and get along with yeah. and want to support yeah and yeah. want to share this experience with you know whatever mm-hmm. it might be right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's the exact same thing very wholesome kink is romantic yeah. i swear to god i swear it is yeah it's so vulnerable it's like mm-hmm. it's like I, I, under any other circumstances I, this would be no, but for you, it's yes. I don't know. For me, that's, that's the thing that's, that's kind of attractive. Yeah. It's like, it's a, it's a very special experience that you can have with someone. Yeah. And it, it requires a lot of vulnerability and trust. It's like one of the biggest acts of trust that you could ever do. I yeah, think. especially. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think why that is, why mm-hmm. you might feel that is, is because a lot of kink is taboo, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're not quite so free especially mm-hmm. men when it comes to being submissive. You're, you're not yeah. quite so free to bring that to just anyone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because as we saw from yesterday on Andrew mm-hmm. Gers' Twitter feed, you mm-hmm. might get just shut down. Just random people jumping down your throat. Ugh. Yeah, so yeah. if you come to a new partner that you're on a date with, like with some mm. sort of kinky thing that you're like, mm-hmm. Ooh, are you into it? They might be like, ew, get the fuck away from me like that's the risk that's the risk well and i mean and that's another reason why i really really love megan the stallion is because she in a multiple in a lot of her songs she's been like i like to be chained i like to be tied tied up i like to be love spanked it. like I, like oh, yes I girl let's be louder about that like she's so cool <laughs> i love that so much <laughs> that's so great isn't that interesting though how like okay kink has been like an underlying tone in so many artists songs mm-hmm. albums persona like yeah. like artists take major inspo from the kink community kink yes. world sex workers yes like their aesthetic yes. stuff like that yeah. i mean lady marmalade yeah <laughs> that's what that song was yes mm-hmm. yeah 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 so it's just interesting though like how how common is it where artists Mm. are actually talking about kink in their Mm -hmm. song Mm -hmm. i think more and more with pop music now kink is becoming just like a bit less i don't want to say less taboo but it's a bit more mainstream like even with beyonce's um self-titled album Mm -hmm. like a lot of her songs like she's saying stuff in the background where she's like you know bite me slap me like spank me um, okay. Just like, uh, yeah, like alluding to kink. <laughs> and I think in a lot more rap too, um, women are kind of just like owning it and being open about it. And um, I don't know if it'll, if it'll ever reach the pop world because I don't think pop is ever really allowed to be that sexy, save for like a song like Dirty by Christina Aguilera. But yes. um, yeah, I, I think yeah. it's becoming a bit more mainstream. I mean, at least if not that much with music, definitely with like books. Um, but I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey, I wouldn't even go so far as to say that that's kink. That's like, thank that's, you. Uh, I love that you uh, said that. Uh, I love that. See, the, I'm like, so curious. Abba, how do you know that that's such an inaccurate depiction? How do you, you as somebody who mm-hmm. is not in the kink community, how do you know that reading that? Well, I think I, you know, I, I wanted to read Fifty Shades of Grey and then I was on Tumblr a lot where a lot of discourse with sex workers um, was happening where they're like, this isn't kink. <laughs> this this isn't, yeah. this is bullshit. Like this, this person <laughs> is engaging in these acts out of obligation and without freedom to say no. Like there's no consent 
given here. He's a stalker. He's, he's just a, a stalker <laughs> and a weirdo. Just And you know, when it came out, when the movies came out, there were protests. And I was like, people, these people aren't protesting because they don't like kink. They're protesting because this is a horrible depiction of what kink is. And it further sets kink back, I think, mm. in terms of being brought to the, the mainstream. Um, so I think just listening to feminists, proper feminists who are like, yes, every type of sex that is... Um, adults and consensual is good following people like that really allowed me I, I think to be able to like engage and think and talk about kink in a way that is feminist and like even though I'm not engaging in it it's like it's this thing of like where I eventually will feel comfortable engaging in it because people like this have been clear and honest about it ah, I yeah. love that I love that because like here's yeah. me being in my little bubble like you know what I mean thinking that thinking that folks that aren't Mm. you know on sex work or twitter 24 7 like yeah yeah yeah. like like thinking that you know people just Mm. well they don't know they're gonna see that Mm. and they're gonna take it at face value Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm, like anytime they mm. see a sex worker depicted in a movie Mm. they're gonna be like oh yeah okay so yeah that's the idea and and it's just it's yeah, so and I, it's it's horrible. It's it's really horrible. Yeah, yeah. I'm I was very lucky recently to talk to an author who just wrote an erotica book about Ooh. a dominatrix, so a professional kink person. Oh, nice. Um, who she was neither, um, mm. which which is very the author was neither, which is mm. very common for yes. sex worker media to be created by people who are not sex workers. Um, mm. So I was very wary of it, but. Once mm-hmm. I started talking to her, she was like, she has done the mm. research. I'm like, yes, okay, if this is nice. going to happen where there's a non-sex worker talking about sex work or creating media about sex work, she, mm. like, did uh, talk to so, so, so many people, and she had such a nuanced understanding mm. of it. I was like, mm-hmm. you are so impressive to me. I think everybody has to do, like, that diligence yes, before absolutely. creating media Yeah, around kink, absolutely. kinky Agreed. people or, yeah. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm, percent. Mm-hmm. Because man, yeah. have I shut off, you know, a show yeah. or something just because I'm like I can't even enjoy it. I yeah. wanted to, but I can't. Yeah, it's just done the wrong way. It's really weird. There yeah, was a show really on weird. Netflix kind of recently. I mm. feel like during pandemic, early pandemic, maybe. Mm. How long have we been here? I don't know. But <laughs> there was something about yeah, it was a dominatrix. It was on Netflix. Mm. Dominatrix in, in the main role. I think I know what you're talking about. It was like a quirky show. It yes. was like yeah, it was like dark humor kind of. Yeah, 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 stylized. yeah. I remember seeing the. Um, it kept playing the preview, and I was like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, Every well, I was on. excited. I'm like, I'm interested mm. to see what this is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't watch past one episode. I was really? Like, There's just so many blatant consent violations, like, immediately. Oh, no. I was like, no, oh, no, no, no. I... No, I don't like that. Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's like sometimes a kink is depicted as, like, like when it's flipped and it's, like, a woman who's doming or, like, mm-hmm. a femme person who has the power it's like oh yeah we can kind of like skirt past these like um consent violations because it's feminist for Mm. a femme person to do it and it's like no consent is consent regardless of who it involves yeah exactly it's so weird (laughs) yeah 
Yeah. And isn't that fucked up how, like, then that frames, mm. like, as a person that provides professional kink services, mm-hmm. stuff like that really does frame the fantasies for clients. So, like, yeah. clients clients come to me, like, male clients come to me constantly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, wanting to just jump into something really extreme. And I'm like, yeah. whoa, whoa, where did you learn? Yeah. <laughs> How to practice kink. And the yeah. and the truth is they learn from stupid fucking media like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That you don't have to have a conversation. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to know anything about you before just, like, potentially really, really exposing yeah. you to harm. Like, yeah, yeah. It's so reckless. Yeah, it's reckless. Like, especially, like, you know, even with things like CNC, it's like, yep. I yeah, I think that it's like, I remember having a conversation with somebody a bit younger than me, and they were talking about how they were getting into sex work, and, and they were talking about CNC, and just the things that they were saying about it, I was like, oh, no, 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 uh-oh, no, uh-oh, you uh-oh. need to go back to the drawing board, like, there's so much that you're missing here, like, mm-hmm. um, the, the, this idea that, like, it doesn't require a safe word mm. and it's like no it's the that's the the fantasy of it yeah, is that it's a fantasy <laughs> yes, yeah it's a fantasy, it's a fantasy. <laughs> it's a fantasy. <laughs> yeah it was you know just dangerous stuff like that and i think that <sighs> i'm so happy that there are so many forums that exist online where you can really talk to people who are part of these communities and are learned like they know yes. their shit on these topics and and they're huge resources yeah yeah but it's unfortunate most people do not do that. Do not do it. Oh, Don't yeah. do any work whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I hate and that. they actually just se- end up sending money to like a catfish most yeah. times. That's usually, <laughs> usually what men's like stupid, you know, male yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. That's usually their first experience with a professional kink yeah. person or sex worker. Is it's, it's right? Yeah, they don't do any, literally any background research no whatsoever backup. about this person, and they get yeah. scammed. And I think it's so weird because it feels like as like a femme person, like if you were to, you know, engage in anything like that's like, you know, um, trying to hire a sex worker or like even like I don't even know, you like just the basics of the dating. Shit out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Even before I go on a date. Like, Google image search. <laughs> yep. Everything. Right? Right, exactly that. So I'm like, it just really depicts, it just showcases like the, the luxury, the privilege oh, oh, the luxury. of not having, yeah, of not having to do <laughs> copious amounts of research, you know? Just to not get killed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Really weird. <laughs> I was doing a live stream um, just on my Instagram, like my dom, dominant mm. Instagram the other day. And I had a person that this is very common for subs to do this. Like, mm. I don't know if you've ever done an Instagram live, but a person mm. watching it can request to be part of the Instagram yeah. live. And then it's yeah. a split screen and you're talking together. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I had, you know, that's not a thing that you would just <laughs> a normal person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is the thought process there of requesting mm-hmm. to be in your Instagram life multiple times? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm saying in the in the live, I'm like, I'm not accepting any requests for that. That's not mm-hmm. what this is. Mm-hmm. So you can ask a question in the chat and I'll answer it. And they must mm-hmm. have requested to be in the video four or five times. Oh, my God. That's so I'm like, weird. <laughs> I'm like, see, OK, let's break this down. Shall we like like yeah. how you don't know how big of a red flag that is that you mm-hmm can't even interpret like the most 
um, blatant form of communication where I'm literally saying, who the fuck is this person that I don't know is requesting a thing? Yeah. That is not something that's normal to do. That is not something we are doing here today. Mm Mm-hmm. So, sir, stop doing that. Yeah, yeah. And it's doing so it again weird. and again. Yeah. His thought, pro- the thought process is, I want, I want, I want, therefore I <sighs> get. Like, just like this stupid, like, I don't know, like misogynistic way of thinking. I think that's what a lot of people think about sex workers. Yeah. People who work in, in kink, it's like, oh, well, they, they do it for a living. Um, They do it like professionally so i'm i'm just required to get it if okay so here's a question i I agree Mm. with you 100 percent. so here's a question Mm. okay i know sometimes i've had you i've had you at my bedpost show a few times so you've got some sexual content in your stand-up routines right you talk about sex in public places sometimes Mm -hmm, have you mm -hmm. uh, do you ever get that where people then see that as an open mm-hmm. invitation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to either talk to you about sex or think that that means that you want to have sex with them. Oh my god, it's such a weird thing. It's such a weird it's thing. So like, fucked. if I'm ever doing a live show where mm-hmm. I allude to having had sex with somebody or like a <laughs> sexual experience or just like the very concept of sex yes. as an act, like without a doubt there will be there will be like some guy who's like you know i find you very attractive and it just it's it's so weird i think and i think that um men doing these things they don't understand that it makes them look bad it's like someone who sees free food on like a table and they start at a buffet and they just start stuffing their bag with it like it's like you look (laughs) like a loser like (laughs) act like you have some class it's it's so disrespectful too because it's like just because somebody works in sex work or kink or is sexual it, it doesn't mean that that's their everything it's a huge part of them and an important part of them but it doesn't mean that you know they're you can disrespect them and yeah, or they owe you yeah yeah anything. or they owe yeah you your know time like they're like a response to your fucking stupid little mess like they mm-hmm. do literally do not owe you who is yeah. a fucking stranger in the yeah. twitter ether they mm-hmm. do not owe you literally anything literally sir. anything exactly exactly <laughs> it's like this weird lack of boundaries thing Oof, um, which is yeah. so fucking dangerous like oh my god so yeah. i see that happening and then i'm like i hate to think that a sex worker or someone mm-hmm. has responded to this person and then gotten mm-hmm. in a room with this person yeah that yeah. is frightening to me because if yeah. he is not even that perceptive enough to get those mm-hmm. blatant you know Mm-hmm. Like, con- like a communication mm-hmm. from me to understand that. Mm-hmm. Then h- how does this person actually relate with a woman in the room right? privately with a woman, like in a sexual, intimate, vulnerable exactly. encounter? Exactly, That's frightening to think of. It's scary, and then it's this other thing where it's like you know the, it makes the act of you know like seeking out sex work look like this bad thing or makes John's look bad. And I'm sure there are plenty of, of people who, um, who like hire sex workers and work with sex workers who are lovely and like you were describing kind and have great relationships (laughs) with them. But then, yeah, there's this culture that's created. That's like, yep. Everyone who's ever been with a sex worker is just like sex crazed and like, 
lacks boundaries and is unkind. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not true at all. And it's just this weird, like, never-ending cycle. Like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I've been hearing about stuff like this ever since I was, like, 13, ever since I ever figured yeah. out what BDSM was. Yeah. Ugh. Isn't, yeah. it, isn't it bad? Like, because it's like, okay, yeah, it's like a feedback loop, right? Because mm-hmm. people that are like that, we don't engage with. No. You know, by and large. Yeah. Depending... I mean, yeah. depend, there are different types of people getting into sex work for different reasons. So mm-hmm. maybe you do need to respond to every message mm-hmm. for whatever mm-hmm. reason, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But so by and large, we're not engaging with folks like that. Mm-hmm. So they're never learning, you know? Yeah. yeah. So they never really have anyone tell them or teach them because clearly mm-hmm. there's some broken connection like some yeah. something's happened to them that yes. they have not learned basic social skills yeah 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 of respecting another person yeah so they'll just keep doing that and they'll teach mm-hmm. their kids to do mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. their friends you know all commiserate about yeah. doing stuff like that like that yeah and it's also this thing where i mean i've talked to plenty of men who have been like like you know like they the way that they engage in bdsm is from like this like power point of view and obviously bdsm is like inherently about power dynamics and that's what's fun about it yeah but i think a lot of men use it as a means to gain power in like a malicious way and like i've had so many conversations with guys where i'm like okay the way you're looking at bdsm the way you're looking at kink is just short like is just solely from this place of needing to dominate because you are lacking power in your life. And so you want someone to feel bad intentionally, not like for pleasure, but yeah, like as an excuse for abuse, Mm -hmm. almost like maybe not consciously in their brain. Yeah, but that's what's happening is the transference Mm -hmm. of like abusive behavior Mm -hmm. to and they're framing it in a way that that they can get away with it essentially like that they can get play partners to consent Mm -hmm. to that Mm -hmm. dynamic you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. but the intention is yeah is not like this mutual beneficial mutually beneficial experience Mm -hmm. it's like it's just the same shit it's the same abuse yeah Yeah. um and they're bringing it here because uh it's in that kind of quote-unquote consensual Mm -hmm. context Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. There are, exactly. I mean, I mean, male doms as abusers in the kink community, that mm-hmm. is like, has happened forever, happens yeah. constantly. It's really mm-hmm. a fucking problem. Yeah. And it, it's so scary. It's like, it feels like that's an issue in so many industries. And I can understand. I mean, obviously, it, it's like if it happens in like an industry like acting or like music, like surely it's happening in sex work and yeah. it's ugh. i mean comedy community oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> it's like the one you hear about constantly yeah and why is that yeah why yeah. is that because yeah. like always in the toronto comedy community mm-hmm. it, are the fucking predators coming mm-hmm. out left and right like mm-hmm. what the fuck it you know like for me i feel like it's this thing where people are like oh well i'm allowed to get in front of a mic and say anything i want to say and it's like no 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 no, that's not how it works we're not just all saying things that are taboo and people are laughing because they're uncomfortable like in order to be a comedian you have to have 
you have to be a kind like you have to be a fucking person you have to have like enough knowledge to know the difference between right and wrong and why something is funny because it's bad and something that's you know makes you laugh because it's legitimately like disrespectful or mean and i i think like comedy exists in this it's such a young like career actually like comedy in the way that we do it as like stand-up is so Mm -hmm. young still as like an art form and i think that it's just running rampant with a bunch of people who want it to be like this abusive space because they can't thrive anywhere else and Mm. so they want it to be this weird space where they can manipulate people and just be predators because otherwise they're just like another loser in any other industry i can imagine also like the just the act of getting on a mic and having mm-hmm. a room full of people paying attention to you mm-hmm. that probably just feeds into the male ego like yep. crazy and they're yeah. like i'm fucking invincible i can do what i can do whatever mm-hmm. the fuck i want mm-hmm. and it's like another thing about being a, a comedian or a performer in general it's like people don't know who you are when you get on stage you are your act mm-hmm. so i think that there are a lot of men who perhaps are like you know watching or, or who are doing these sets and like gaining a lot of fans because people like what they've said on stage, but then it feeds like it, it transfers into like their um, their like abusive tendencies because it's like okay, I've garnered power through this way. People are listening to me, so it emboldens them to and then taking con- advantage yeah. of fans of yeah. young up and comers in the comedy yeah. community. Ooh. Yep, yep, age old story. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I love how this whole episode has just been a rant, essentially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so into it, actually. I rarely, honestly, I don't know, you've brought out something in me, because I, I, I actually rarely have episodes like this, but it's yeah. so cathartic. <laughs> nice oh my god. And like, I really, you know what, Erin, I really went, like, I planned, I was like, it's time to have fun and talk about cakes. <laughs> Sorry, don't be sorry, because like I immediately got on here and I was like, this is what's wrong with people oh who God. think about kink like this. <laughs> I was so angry. No, oh I really, and oh I think uh, I think it's something that obviously needs to be talked about regardless. So I had fun talking about this. I'm stuff. glad I did yeah. too. I, I I legitimately did too. Like rarely do I get in a space where I'm just like. Mm-hmm. you know honestly venting about yeah. like what's wrong yeah. in the community and whatnot so i appreciate yeah. you oh of course so yeah. much um and uh yeah stay tuned for mm-hmm. bedpost product reviews abba's gonna be on there we're doing a review together <laughs> it's really adorable i actually love it i've watched it over a couple times after oh, i did so it sweet. it's really cute yeah so I you're gonna love it when it. it airs yeah and nice. then we're gonna check out we're gonna check out nostalgic where yeah yeah so you can check out Nostalgique. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. You can find us um, through Sonar. I think Sonar is the best place to listen through. Yeah. Um, and then you, it also gives you the opportunity to like check out any other podcasts, including like Bedposts. And like you can, you know, if you like one of the guests on an episode, you can find what other episodes they've done on Sonar um, podcasts. Yeah, I so love that feature yeah. so much on the yeah. on that website. What about social media? Do you have Nostalgique? Yeah, IG? yeah. Mm-hmm. You can find us at Nostalgic Pod um, on Instagram and on Twitter. And you can follow me at Abaquan, A-B-A-Q-U-A-N on Twitter. Um, 
and A-B-A-Q-U-A-N-N on Instagram. Um, Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And for me, yeah. Oh, (laughs) at the Lady Pim one on Twitter, uh, at the Lady Pim on Instagram, the Bedpost podcast on Instagram. Uh, We have a Patreon. Do you have a Patreon for Nostalgique? If not, not, get on yet. it. Oh, we, get on yeah. it. Yeah, we're going to get on it because um, yeah. we need to start making some money. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. yeah so for yeah. me, I'm patreon.com slash the bedpost show. Um, for the future, bed, um, uh, patreon.com slash not just nostalgic pod, perhaps, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hopefully we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much, Abba. And I also always like to thank the lady that's done all the original music Aww. for my podcast, <laughs> Stephanie copeland steph copeland music.com is where you can check her out and abba this has been so crazy fun thank thank you so very much so much fun i really appreciate it oh me too (laughs) i appreciate you too and thank you to everybody who's been listening hope you liked it we'll see you next episode with another fun and funny guest uh talking about sex and sexuality right here on the bedpost podcast until then get fucked everybody This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!